welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited to have you here today. Today we have Aubrey on the podcast and Aubrey is an educator specializing in stock photography and adding passive income into your business. So I'm super stoked to share this episode with you guys. It was so helpful for me as someone who has done photography for six years to think about another passive income source that we could add into the business that is fairly, dare I say, easy. And Aubrey made like 30k I think it was in like her first year of doing this which who wants to say no to an extra 30k that's absolutely insane so I'm excited to dive into this episode with you guys but in case you have missed it kind of exciting we have launched a new coaching option called VIP days and I am absolutely ecstatic about it it is kind of like something in between hourly mentoring and the becoming program um this is for creatives who have something specific that they're wanting to work on within their business so we have been working with creatives on launch plans on coming up with passive income sources on planning out their social media but essentially it is these super intense vip days where we have a subject or two that we are just diving in and doing a lot of work on so there's a three hour option and a seven hour option so you can kind of consider it your own own personal workshop, if you will. The first one we ever did was with Molly and Co. And Molly has just launched the most incredible set of photography workshops called Make Pretty, which we will link for you because you should absolutely go check those out. And we came up with her launch plans for not only one, but like six different workshops. And we came up with a year-long to-do list of steps, strategy, launch plans, so that Molly can wake up every single day for a literal year and know exactly what she needs to do in her business in order to to launch the Make Pretty workshops and make sure that they are selling out, connecting with her audience, building an established and trusted brand. So these are some of my favorite things ever. They are so intense. So I recommend them for creatives that like aren't needing necessarily six months of support, but need like an intense amount of support on one or two topics within their business. Again, we have a three hour option and a seven hour option. So we will be taking a very limited amount of customer customers, clients. We will be taking a very limited amount of clients for these because they are so intense. Like they take hours of prep on my end before we even get on the calls. Um, so we are only going to be taking about five to seven. So don't wait on these. I think they're going to sell out very quickly um, because I think they are such an amazing option for those of you that didn't necessarily need the support of Becoming but need so much more than just an hour or two of support. So we will link those for you below. Let's go ahead and get game planning for your business. And enough of me blabbering. Let's go ahead and run into this episode with Aubrey. I think you guys are going to love it. And we will link all of her resources and information in the show notes as always. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Aubrey. Welcome to That's My Personal Business. I'm so excited to have you on today. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this chat. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So for those of us who don't know you yet, could you give us a little introduction on yourself? Yeah, of course. So my name is Aubrey Westland. I am a business coach for creatives And I focus on helping them build multiple streams of income, especially passive income into their business so that they can buy back their time freedom and learn to love their business again. Um, And I was also a photographer for almost 10 years, nearly 10 years. So um, I also kind of help photographers who want to like pivot out of the wedding industry. Ooh, which is like, I feel like right now, I actually was talking to someone about this last night uh, or yesterday is I feel like right now more than ever, people are really going to be 
looking to pivot out of the wedding industry after this wedding boom, because I know there's people that are taking like, you know, 50, 60, 70 weddings a year right now, which is just so wild. Yeah. Whether they want to or not, like everyone's Mm -hmm. feeling so burnt out, I think. Um, And it, it just hasn't treated us very well. You know, like we took a lot during the pandemic. So I don't blame people that are also ready to start pivoting out of that and looking for something a little bit um, more fulfilling, maybe. Amazing. Okay. So how did, what is kind of like your journey, like into passive income? I know you said that you were in the industry for a long time. How did you kind of get started with passive income in your business? Uh, My business, I actually started as a wedding invitation shop on Etsy and later went into photography. So um, I did start that business and like started implementing a little bit of passive income back then because um, I had like a few really popular invitation designs and everything else I just kind of turned into like downloadable, editable invitations. So Mm. That was like my first step into it. And then when I was a wedding photographer, um, no matter how like booked out my husband and I were, we always had like, you know, those couple months during the year where not much was going on. So I was actually approached initially by a stock agency called Offset. And they're Mm. actually like the premier or premium version of Shutterstock if you've heard of Shutterstock. Yes, I have heard of Shutterstock. um, Yeah, like they're like more exclusive photos that people can pay a little bit more for. And they're usually like only professional photographers. So um, when they started, somehow they found us and like invited us to join and apply. And I just kind of put it on the back burner until, you know, that slow season came around. (laughs) And, um, you know, just kind of like half-heartedly, started working on my portfolio, but then I, uh, I made my first sale and it was a picture of my dog. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love and that. <laughs> I, I made almost $150 on that one photo. So I was like, Whoa, you know, like that's just one sale of one photo. And it got me like really motivated. So from there, I like started setting goals first to have a thousand images in my portfolio you know, and just kind of focused on growing that as like a side stream of income for our business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at some point I started making like five figures of passive income a year from that alone. That's wild. Okay. So I love that you like fell into it too. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I totally did. Okay, cool. So like, talk to me a little bit about, because I think what people also really get hung up on when it comes to passive income is that they feel so busy already doing what they're doing, right? Like they're overwhelmed. They're already running a business that they're like, I can't even think about adding on like another stream of income or having to build something else. Like that sounds so tiring. Like what kind of advice do you have for people that are like concerned about how complicated it can be to bring in like another stream of revenue or another like passive income thing. I feel like people just get really intimidated Mm. to dip their toes into it. Yeah. And I understand that because I just finished creating my course and it was like, it took me like a year to develop it. And then, you know, like four months to put it all together. And now I'm like, like, I'm so happy that it's done and like, so proud of it, but I'm also like, 
I can't do that again for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But the thing with stock photography is it's just so much easier. Like there are passive income streams that I guess it's not going to pay off maybe as quickly, but um, you know, like I said, that first sale made me $150. So you know, if you can just like schedule in one, you know, session a month to start uploading photos, or you can also upload other things like videos and illustrations, um, you know, that just that consistency, whenever you can fit it into your calendar is really going to like start paying off. You know, you never know how, how soon it could start paying off. And then like those little payoffs with stock are what really can like motivate you to keep going. I love that. So what do you kind of advise for people that are wanting to dip their toe into this? Like, how do they get started? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would first research, look into stock agencies. Um, I actually have a great resource for that. I don't know if we could put it in your show notes, but it's, Mm -hmm. um, I have a little black book of stock photo agencies on my site and I have like done all the research on all the different agencies out there, um, and compiled it into this resource to help people choose who they want to work with. Um, and, and, you know, some of them you do have to like submit an application and some photos and get accepted but there are other great agencies that you can just sign up and start submitting to so it really um, isn't as scary as some people think so that's the first step to you know start just pick an agency and then i would start by just uploading whatever you have like sitting on your hard drives Um, on your, even like on your phone camera, you can upload photos from your phone. So, oh, really? I'm like, wait, that changes the game. That's (laughs) like, does right. (laughs) And then like, you know, if, if you really don't have a lot of time to put into this, there is an agency called Wirestock where they will do a lot of like the keywording and like caption writing for you. Okay. Um, So, if you really don't have a lot of time to put into this, start there. Um, otherwise, I would recommend going for like a premium agency like Offset, Stocksy, um, even Cabin is kind of in the middle there. So just, you know, kind of based off what you're looking for, whether you want to like get those higher price sales and not not really have to worry about um, putting your photos on multiple sites. Um, so anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. get your everything you have up there and then kind of just watch and see what starts selling um, and kind of learn about like what trends are happening. And then from there, like if you want to put more effort into it, you could start planning some shoots like specifically for your stock portfolio. Gotcha. And that's what I was going to ask is like, so how does this work in comparison to like, say someone already has a photography business? Is it similar where like, you're going to have to come up with like a marketing plan and, you know, like use specific strategy to get your stock images seen or like, what is that world kind of like? I feel like I just have literally (laughs) no idea how the stock world even works. Yeah. Good question. Um, so there is a little bit of strategy when it comes to like keywording your photos. So um, you want your photos to be found in search, obviously, but 
Um, you don't really need to worry about like curating your portfolio. You really want to focus on your numbers more than anything. And yeah, I mean, there are, there are definitely trends in stock photography. So, you know, just like it's, it's like commercial, commercial work for uh, businesses and magazines. So, you know, like think about next month, February, everything's going to be about Valentine's day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Businesses are going to be sharing pictures and videos of couples and people like on dates, that sort of thing. So then you can kind of get into that strategy where, you know, you can like optimize your portfolio in a way to make more sales throughout the year. Um, by, by kind of like spotting those like seasonal trends and even like up and coming trends. So like think back in 2020 when we all had to start wearing masks, Mm. um, there weren't really many photos out there of people wearing masks. And then like all of a sudden, like every business needs that for their like marketing materials. I didn't even think of that. I'm like, everyone needed those photos after that. Yeah, exactly. They're like all over the place. So um, things like that too, that you can like keep your eye out for are going to be really helpful. That makes sense. Um, Okay. I'm like, that's so interesting. So is there like other, talk to us a little bit about like what passive income has done for you, like creative wise, like, do you feel like it's been a helpful thing for you as a creative in your business or has it just kind of like strictly been like a, like good added income, I guess. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I would say, you know, first of all, it kind of like takes the pressure off of you when, when you work with clients, because, you know, you don't have to like take that client that you're everything in you is telling you like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you have a little more room, a little like your options there. Um, it helps with that because, yeah, like I said, you don't have to like say yes to every client. Um, and then like f- with stock, I feel like it really allowed me to be more creative, like open the door for me to plan shoots that like were exciting to me rather than <laughs> just focusing on like the paid work that I had. It was like, mm-hmm. then I got into food photography and, you know, like I would plan trips and think about like what I could shoot for stock and that sort of thing. So um, when it came to photography and stock, like that really opened up a lot for me. But yeah, I think it just like allows you more breathing room in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like when 2020 happened and I was still like fully booked with weddings and then like, you know, everything (laughs) Yep, everything happened. Yes, everything happened, lost like a year's worth of income. Um, But then like we, our family still had our stock photography income to rely on, which was like a godsend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's like what's so important about having multiple revenue streams is that sometimes things can happen. Like no one could have Mm -hmm. ever predicted 2020. And like we all thought that we had a booked out year that year. And then suddenly we didn't. And so that was was, all gone. (laughs) Yeah, it was all gone. So it's like if that was the only, you know, revenue stream you had in your business, that's extremely alarming that like now that's completely been taken from you. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to put aside like time throughout your month or throughout your year to start building 
these things into your business. So do you feel like your stock photography has really grown since the pandemic? Like, do you put like, what's kind of the juxtaposition between that and your regular business now that like you kind of had to focus on it a little bit more during the pandemic? Did that kind of change the way that you balance them? Honestly, I didn't have to, I didn't really make too many changes like when it came to shooting for stock and like submitting photos, like I, I already had built up my portfolio by that time. So um, luckily, like I had done a lot of the upfront work and it's still just kind of like being consistent, uploading new photos that I have like once a month or a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the nice thing about it. What changed is that I started teaching it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started like my education side of my business, um, you know, like all that free time really had me thinking about what I wanted to do next. And that's another thing, like having income that allows you to take a break and actually think about like what's making, like what, what you like about your business and if it's really serving you, you know, like having, like you said, multiple revenue streams is what can actually give you the time to like, you know, think about that and Mm -hmm. ask those questions. Yeah. I think that downtime was so crucial for so many business owners to be able to kind of like reflect on what was Mm -hmm. important to them and what they're going to do moving forward. And I think that's incredible. So are there any other forms of passive income that you kind of recommend to creatives as a whole? Yeah. So you can get into like affiliate income and there are even ways to do this, like with your clients. So say you have like some sort of like guide to help your clients, like pick out outfits or Mm -hmm things like that. Um, you can add affiliate links there and make some affiliate income that way. Also, like with your blog, you can, you can write blog posts for fellow business owners, um, and talk about like your favorite programs to use or things that help you run your business. Um, so that's another way to do affiliate links. Then there are places like creative market, Ooh, I'm like, I use creative market. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Creative market. (laughs) Yeah, it's very addicting. (laughs) It literally is. I'm like, I'm like, why does it borderline feel like a social media sometimes where I like almost avoid it because I'm always worried I'll spend more money on things? Yeah. And it's like so easy. It's like, hmm, should I take like 10 hours trying to design something like this myself or like just buy something a professional has done? Literally, I'm like that font section always just gets me to for some reason I want to buy every single font on Creative Market. (laughs) Yes, you're so good. (laughs) So there's a lot you can do there, you know, for different types of creatives, um, even when it comes to like textures and backgrounds and social media, um, like templates, you know, for posts and stuff like that. Uh, I have some photos on creative market. Um, so that's a really good one, especially if you're more into like the design side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then let's see, obviously like courses and workbooks, just like think about the things that you're really good at in your business and have like built up. Um, you know, even if it's like, if you're really good at writing emails, you could sell those as email templates for people. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, no, I feel like that's such a good tip because I feel like there are things that we do in our business that we don't realize that like one, we do repeatedly. So there is some Mm -hmm. form of template and that two, 
not everyone knows how to do that or like knows how to do it well. And so it's like an opportunity there to sell something. Um, I was even just talking to a friend yesterday about like location guides and how, like, if you live in a really incredible area and you send out location guides to your couples, like you can sell those guides to other people. Like when they come to visit your city or if they have a session there and they're not hiring you as a photographer, like there are so many things that people are willing to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many things that you can repurpose in your business for passive income, which is incredible. And you might think like, why would anyone buy, you know, email templates for me? Like they could just write them themselves, but it's like, think of all the time you put into like perfecting those things mm-hmm. that you could save for someone else. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is like everyone has different strengths. And so they're willing to pay money for things that aren't their strengths. And that's why it's so important. Like, I'm like, I know when I first started, like I would buy like I know I bought like a wedding guideline or like a wedding timeline template, which I'm like looking back yeah. on, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so silly. Cause that's like the easiest, most second, like <laughs> it comes like second nature now, but like, I back think then I it bought didn't. something like that too. And like, it came with checklists and stuff like yes. things to ask your clients. <laughs> yes. I'm like, there are things that like now it seems so weird because it's so second nature but like back when I first started I knew nothing about that and so I was willing Mm -hmm. to pay someone you know 30 50 bucks to tell me that information so that I don't didn't have to like trial and error it and I'm sure to them it also was second nature like they didn't even think twice really about it anymore yeah definitely you're like someone's like buying their time back from you with things like that Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like incredible recommendation. Um, What has been kind of like your favorite part of bringing in passive income to your business? Like how has that kind of changed your personal life? I think what I like about it is the ability to move on from it and then like start another project that I'm really excited about. But then like all the passion and work you put into that thing, like it still lives and it's Mm -hmm. still like out there to help people. Um, but you don't have to be consumed by it. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, say, you know, you want to start some sort of photography business. Maybe you want to do branding photography. Well, like that, that's your life every day. You're thinking about getting new clients and doing work for them. Um, And at some point you're probably going to get tired of it and it's not going to like make you happy anymore, but you've already built this business around it that you're kind of like, you have to do it or you'll be Mm -hmm. out of a job. So I like that with passive income streams, you can like, you can put everything into it and it like lives out there as like this magical thing, but then you're able to like move on to the next thing you're passionate about. Ooh, I love that. Okay. So it has, yeah, like a longer shelf life than other Yeah. So like I could, you know, there's seasons where I like get really into a certain type of photography And I can like pour myself into that, upload it to my stock portfolio. And then I can like, I can move on to creating a course or something like that um, and not really have to get bored. Mm, Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm like, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, that'd be so cool to be able to like pour your passion into something and then just kind of like be done with it. (laughs) And, but that it's still earning you money, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm a manifesting generator too. So I'm like, if, my, mm. if I'm not like really into something I'm doing, it's just like, it's a waste. So I want to be able to like move on to my next project. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So what is your next project? Like what is next on the horizon for you there at your business? 
Well, I just actually just yesterday, my course launched Stock Photography <gasps> Academy. Oh my gosh, congratulations. <laughs> that timing. is so exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's like, it, it was a big project for me. And it's like, it's very rewarding to like have it out there and then like get to start meeting my students now. Um, so I actually just planned to like give myself a little break after this and like not rush into my next thing too quickly um, mm -hmm. and just kind of like focus on, you know, helping those students succeed. And then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for people too. So I'm not sure what my next big project is yet, but I'm really happy that I have that like completed and out in the world. <laughs> Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this was all so helpful. Thank you so much, Aubrey. I'm like, this is, I'm like, I even, I'm like, I'm going to have to do some research now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just thousands of like images just sit on my oh. hard drives for no reason. Yeah. Eden, you absolutely need to start uploading your work. Your work would be perfect for this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So tell us where we can find you on the internet. I'm like, I want to go find that little black book so that I could yes. do some digging, do some research. <laughs> where can everyone find you on the internet? So my name is Aubrey Westland, A-U-B-R-E-Y-W-E-S-T-L-U-N-D. And that's where I'm at on, um, on Instagram, AubreyWestland.com. Actually, if you go to AubreyWestland.com slash LBB, you can download that little black book. Um, so yeah, that's how to find me everywhere. And if you like are interested in stock photography, just reach out. Um, I'm always happy to like answer questions through DMs and that sort of thing too. So perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, I want to hear about buying your house. I want to hear all about that manifestation. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, okay. So I took your manifestation challenge. I think it was, maybe it was the first time you did it like a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So like when 2021 started the new year. Yes. So um, I guess I should give a little backstory. Like we moved, um, my husband and I are from Idaho we had been in San Diego for many years. And then like right before 2020, we moved back to Idaho to be near our family and then like lost all our weddings, all that happened. So we just decided to like stay with his parents for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, it was, I took that challenge and we were like ready to move out to like find our own place. And where I live, there's just like, wasn't much available at the time. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really like, I was kind of like nervous. We we're going to have to rent a place that like, we really weren't happy about, but, um, I took your challenge and I like wrote out everything that I found in our house, like the way you taught to do it. Um, how, how is it like? like write about how thankful you are that you yes and like just write out every detail um and so I just described everything that I wanted and like we ended up finding the exact house <laughs> oh my <laughs> the, gosh the one thing so I I even wrote like there were um I think I said like there are even like raspberry bushes in the backyard. That, that was oh the God. one thing that like wasn't there when we moved in. But then like my neighbor, he uh, a couple months later, he like asked me if I wanted some of his raspberry bushes. 
stop. Oh my gosh, that makes yeah, me so, so like, happy. Everything I described, we ended up finding in our house. Um, and the crazy thing is like, we had contacted them. Um, we're just renting actually, but we had contacted them to come see the house and then like never heard back. So we waited like three weeks and I randomly like contacted them again. And then we were able to be the first ones to see it. And like the guy had like broken his leg or something. So he hadn't shown oh anyone God. else mm-hmm. like to, to have like an amazing house on the market for like over a month and then still be the first ones to see it is like, yeah, it's so wild. When does oh that happen? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that is like, that makes me so happy. Thank you for sharing that. I'm like, I'm so happy you guys found that. Yeah, it was so exciting. That was like the first time I manifested something too. So, or like intentionally did something like that. So oh it was gosh. like, yeah, it was so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, that makes me so I happy. I highly thank recommend you your that. challenge. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that like, oh, I'm dead over the raspberry bushes. That is like know, just the right? cherry on top. Your neighbor bringing it. That is amazing. Yeah, it was like. Thank you. This is so cool. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Kate. Well, to close out every single interview that we do on the podcast, we always ask what the best piece of advice is that you've ever been given. So to close out, I would love to know yours. Okay. I'm just going to tell you something that really keeps like, keeps popping up for me. Um, and our, actually our mutual friend, Casey Crow Taylor, Mm -hmm. he told Mm -hmm. me this at first, but, um, just this like thing to remind myself that 80% is done. And especially because I'm like, I'm such a perfectionist. I have to remind myself that like, you don't have to like, not everything you do has to be a hundred percent. Like sometimes you just need to like get the thing out there into the world. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then like, yeah, I feel like every coach I've had has told me this and it's, I don't know. I just think it's like, especially good for someone like me, who's such a perfectionist to hear and to remind myself that like, no one is expecting me to be perfect. Right. Don't don't put off the things that you like have to share with people just because you're waiting to like make them completely perfect. So I think that's incredible advice. Like reminder that just like comes back to you, to me continuously throughout my business. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Thank you. It was so nice chatting with you and thank you so much again for sharing your little nuggets of wisdom and thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. 